Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 61 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Thursday of bets. Now, before we talk some lines for you today and dive deep into all the value we found across today's slates, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on or watching rather on YouTube. If you are on YouTube, might as well hit that notification button as well so you never miss a live show. But if you're listening to the audio recorded version on your favorite podcasting directory, you might as well go ahead and do that as well. If you could also be so kind and have an extra second Hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, all that good stuff. As always, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last but not least, head on over to this episode's description. First link you are going to see there is the Talk in the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will locate all of the TTL Cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka. And no, I will not be betting on my Chicago Cubs today, so pipe down, all of you there in the back. They needed a little bit of extra help today. They needed some extra vibes from me. Even though they will be in New York, they needed to feel my presence here in the shy city. It's been a rough couple days, hard to watch last night. But I have a good feeling today we might have a chance to touch up Mr. Strowman. But enough from me. Who's this guy sitting to my left? The co-host of the Talking the Line podcast joining me on every single show. And a man who I am honored to be able to lock arm in arm with every single day, get in the trenches, and go to battle with these books. And you better believe we've been bankrupting them one play at a time. So without further ado, let me bring in that man. The White Sox fan till death, and the Green Bay Packer die hard till death do him part. The man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. 
partner. How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, while your companies are struggling in New York, my White Sox have the best record in baseball. RT Har In all of baseball. And, uh, you know, we got another tough series coming up. But, uh, hey, yeah. how's, the, how's the view down there? Uh, not down anywhere, to All tell right. you the mm. truth. Uh, mm. We we are nowhere near mm. down anywhere. Uh, okay. Still first place in the NL Central last time that uh, I checked there, pal. But uh, I would like your socks to come over and uh, try battling a little bit of uh, Taiwan Walker and some Jake DeGrom and then uh, sit at this table and have that same tone in your okay. voice at me, pal. So with that being said... <laughs> <laughs> I love how this one's already yeah. starting off. Good vibes Cub- already, Cubbies huh? and Sox fans. Uh, well, out- I mean, outside of that, yeah, you know, <laughs> could it's, get a little more contentious. It, it uh, could during but, our play segment. But. Yeah, it, it very, it very well could. We a uh, little bit of foreshadowing there, so uh, you guys definitely better lock in for today's show. We got one hell of an episode coming for you today. Uh, but before we do, as always, we might as well get into yesterday's best bets of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, quite the day for the crew. Let's get into it real quick. Hey, we're down here. How you doing? Not up there, down here. All right, first things first. Our mags picks from yesterday. Oh, and two didn't lose any money, but he's pushing them away. Max, how you feeling? You know, I was back in the pitchers, and I was, uh, you know, spot on with my pitcher analysis. Both pitchers that I bet on were. Pretty doggone fantastic, but those offenses uh, were not cutting it yesterday. 0-0 push for the Marlins, 1-1 push for the Brewers. So, Hey, no big deal. You didn't lose you know. us any money, but uh, we didn't run anything to the window. However, much as Mags had our back yesterday... I got our, or two, two days, days ago, ago yeah. I had our back yesterday, uh, two and one on the day. I thought it was going to be three and oh, but the uh, Mariners went down a little too much, a little too early and just couldn't pull it off. Ended up losing seven to two, but Giants easy money didn't even have to sweat that in the first five. And then the Astros minus one and a half was easy money as well. I really hope that you decided to hammer in the Wednesday Warrior, even though a lot of people were playing the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, handicappers, other professionals in the industry. We hammered the Sox, and they cashed without any problem whatsoever. And then I also hope that you... I was going to say popped in, but that doesn't sound right. Hammered in the (laughs) Wednesday parlay pop-off, because that bad boy cashed as well. Um, It uh, had one leg that pushed, obviously, the Marlins, but uh, Mags didn't hurt us. So no big deal. We cashed that baby anyway. Uh, Nice little return. Still got us a little plus 200-something. Nice little return, nonetheless. And not to mention the all-knowing, all-powerful, we are forever grateful to Moneyline Dice goes 2-0 yesterday, telling us to hammer in the Oakland Athletics money line and the Oakland Athletics run line, Mm -hmm. telling us to go crazy, and we cashed them both. It started out looking real bad. The A's were down 4 to nothing early, and they ended up winning that game and covering the run line. So yesterday was big. It was a uh, 6-1-2 day for the crew. Uh, if you guys did not bet along, uh, you missed out on about an extra five units to your bankroll because we had a solid, solid day yesterday. Looking to keep the train rolling here, my friends. Of course. We ain't, uh, we ain't stopping. We ain't slowing down. I'm, uh, I'm about doggone tired of spinning the wheels, and I think this is the upslope. We've been talking about the up mm-hmm. escalator mm-hmm. all doggone week, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think it's official. Yeah, we're kind of, you know. We might be on the up escalator. Gliding right on up. And and the Moneyline Dice have joined us as well. Yeah. 
So hey, everything's 16, looking good over 16, here at the Talking 20 Line and podcast. one. They're chipping away, my man. Chipping chip, 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 away. Chip, chipping away at that record. But with all that being said, I told you we got a show coming at you today, and boy oh boy, do we have one. We got uh, our best bets of the day, that being my best bets and our mag's best bets to kick off the show here today. Partner, you got two, two best picks. bets today, and I got three. I got one coming from each slate today, and mag's is just sticking tight in the MLB slate. Then we are putting together our usual diamond parlay for Thursdays, the no pun intended triple play Thursday parlay. That was a total lie. It's all pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're putting that baby together and it is almost paying out at six to one odds, a little under about plus 581 right now. Okay. Uh, so real solid odds on today's special play. And uh, I'm pretty highly confident in, in that one as well. I think we can get the fourth special play to the to the pay window today, my friend. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. So be sure I'm to stick around for one. the second segment today, the Triple Play Thursday Parlay. Third segment, as always, the aforementioned Moneyline Dice going to be stopping by the show, saying what's up, giving us their Best bet, favorite pick, whatever you want to say for tonight's MLB matchup between the Toronto Blue Jays and New York Yankees. Bit weird of a pitching matchup, and the line is even weirder. So we decided to let the dice tell us what we should take and take all of the other nonsense out of the equation. Then we will move into the second half of the show once we cover all the best bets, analysis, picks, trends, and everything in between for today's rants and reactions. We got a lot of stuff to get into, and I got a lot of things to question Mr. Magnuson on over there, and I don't know if he's ready. I don't know if you guys are ready. It's going to be a lot of laughs, it's going to be a lot of hot seat, and it's going to be a lot of fun on this Thursday Ransom Reaction, so I suggest you stick around for the second half of the show, and oh, hey, I'll give you a little extra motivation, get you about your day, going to share a little message on not taking life so seriously in today's Motivation Minutes, so make sure you also stick around for the very end of the show. But for now, cut all the gossip, cut all the banter, stop all the drama that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to TTL Sports Media for the Stone Cold Locks and running tickets to the window with the crew all day and night long. Well, today especially, it's going to be night long because there aren't any morning or afternoon games on the slate or at least that we bet on so I believe the giants are actually afternoon oh they are early so that was a fib i just told you now you know there is an early game and we may be taking the giants in some form or fashion today <laughs> so <laughs> moving right along first segment of the day the ttl crew's best bets of the day strap in lock in it's time folks first half for our mags best bets of the day told you he's got two coming at you both of them coming out of the mlb slate i don't really need to tell you anymore you know what this guy does if he doesn't cash him he doesn't lose him probably one of the best pushers on the planet he uh doesn't lose us money that's why i love him today i love his picks wish i didn't without further ado partner you have the floor. I appreciate it, my man. Without further ado, my first pick of the day in the Cubs versus Mets game is going to be the Mets' first five money line. You've got Kyle Hendricks on the mound for the Cubbies and Marcus Stroman on the mound for the Mets, as my partner aforementioned. Mr. Stroman has been dominant all season long. He's got a 2-3-3 ERA on the season, 1.89 ERA over three starts in June, last couple versus the San Diego Padres. And he's gone at least six innings in his last seven starts. 
He's actually got a 1.78 ERA in night games. Uh, This one's going to be, I believe, at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time over there. Uh, And at home there in City Field, he's got a 1.88 ERA. And these Mets are 3-1-1 in the first five innings of Stroman's home starts. And now he's facing a Cubs team. I mentioned it the other day when they were facing Taiwan Walker. He's facing a Cubs team, last 10 versus righties, that has a 198 batting average and a 276 OBP. So your Cubbies, while they are, uh, you know, before this series, they're finding ways to score runs. They're starting to trickle down on uh, versus the right-handed uh, pitchers there. So I like, uh, I like Marcus Stroman to keep that real low. Now, Kyle Hendricks, I'll be honest, his surface numbers, they're, uh, he's definitely better than his surface numbers. He had a brutal April. But he does have a 3.93 ERA in June over three starts. Still pretty solid, though. Three earned runs twice, two earned runs once. And I think we're going to see more of the same. And I do think that's enough for the Mets today. Um, two, three runs. I think Stroman keeps them one or less. This Mets team, last 10 versus righties, 259 batting average, 337 OBP. So quite a bit better than the Cubbies over there. And first five runs allowed. I mentioned it the other day. Fourth in the MLB. Overall, with 1.93, number one at home with a single run allowed average. They are eight and two straight up over their last ten, and nine and one in the first five over the last ten. Partner, how you feeling about it? Thrill. <laughs> Thanks for all of that additional stuff that already made me even less confident. My Cubs are going to win today. Yeah, you know, it's been a rough outing uh, in New York. I can't disagree with you, my friend. We were 3-0 and against these Mets uh, to start the season, and now I'm afeard that it might go 3-3. Three and Not to say I don't have faith in the professor, but Stroman has been very dominant, and right. uh, everything you just laid down, pal. I can't disagree. So I, I'm taking the first five because I uh, this does seem like it could be a little bit of a men's late game heartbreak, if that makes you feel any better. Because I do yeah. think this is going to be tight with this matchup. Because like I said, Hendricks has been good. I just think it's going to be kind of cut and dry. Stroman is that much better, or you know, just that much dominant. Uh, with zero or one earned runs, Hendricks two or three earned runs. And we're going to see two, one, three, one type game here through five innings. Yeah. And then maybe your Cubbies can pull it out late. But uh, that's why I'm taking the first five. I uh, I have all the trust in the world in Stroman today. So first pick, Mets first five money line. All right, my friend. Well, uh, can't say I'm going to hammer it in, but can't say I disagree with you either way. So appreciate that first one. Lay on down number two. All right. Number two, I'm taking the Reds first five plus a half versus the San Diego Padres. Good pitching match today in San Diego. You've got Wade Miley lefty for the Reds and Joe Musgrove righty for the pods. Miley's got a 2.92 ERA on the season. Both of these guys actually had no hitters on the season. Miley's was early May. Followed that up with an eight or eight, excuse me, eight earn run outing at Colorado in that very next start. But since then, four starts, 22 and two-thirds innings pitched, only three earned runs allowed over those four starts. So since then, he has been as good as he is advertised to be. And Musgrove, on the other hand, I mentioned he also has a no-hitter on the season. He's got a 2-5 ERA. Excuse me. Uh, but in June, actually, over two starts, 4-7-6 ERA, both versus the Mets, not quite his best stuff, not terrible. I believe he gave up uh, three earned runs in both of those starts. So I think uh, we might see more of the same here, two, three runs given up by Musgrove, and Miley continues to be his, uh, you know, what we've seen over the last few starts. 
Reds versus righties, last 10 games, 249 batting average, not off the charts, but a very solid 350 OBP and a solid 5.5 runs per nine. Padres last 10 versus lefties, pretty similar 240 batting average, but that OBP all the way down at 269 and 2.57 runs per nine. So not what you want to see from the Padres there versus lefties. And these Reds, I mentioned it yesterday because I've been taking some action on them lately here. 6-2-2 two, and two in the first five of their last 10 games. And believe it or not, uh, you might, uh, you know, you might believe this part. Since he's seventh in the MLB in first five runs, 2.85. But the Padres are actually 27th in the MLB with 2.01 runs in the first five innings. Wow. You got any home road splits there? Uh, you know, it's actually not too far off. I didn't write them down, but it's not like a, you know, three and one. It's uh, like 2.5 and maybe 1.5, something okay. like that. So not uh, a major, not a major difference there. Pretty, I think that might even be generous. What I just said. That so it's pretty doggone surprising. It is really surprising. They are also, you know, like 25th at home. So all right. All in all, I love that extra half run here because I do think this is going to be kind of similar to what we've seen from the Reds when they're in Milwaukee this week. A little one one two two type action. So. I'm loving Wade Miley to beat out Joe Musgrove here in these first five innings, partner. I would have to agree with you on this one. Uh, again, 100%. Uh, even if I'm not hammering in the last one, I'll probably doggone hammer this uh-huh. one in. I like uh, I like the Reds a lot here with Wade Miley on the mound. And I actually didn't know that about the first five inning runs per game. I haven't... Uh, I didn't know that until today either. I haven't uh, dove deep into those here in a little while and got updated to where some of the standings are and rankings in the MLB. So, yeah, hey. you know, the Reds have been, uh, you know, sitting there pretty much all season long but i was shocked to see the padres there at 27th yeah that is uh rather surprising mm-hmm. so all right my friend one best bet two best bets anything else you need to lay down here today no i think i'm all right all right well i appreciate it and i know these kind folks appreciate it and they're ready to run some tickets to the window whether they're cubby fans or not so if you are no more pushes no more pushes today rolling with our mags today make sure you hammer those lines in right now at whatever you are currently finding them at on your favorite sports book but moving right along no hesitation no delay no stopping it is time for my best bets of the day told you as always at the top of the show that i got three best bets coming at you but also told you i got one from each slate today so we got one nhl game one nba game and one mlb game so i got one play coming from every one of them for you folks so strap in open up your eyes open up your ears get ready to get some knowledge and get ready to get three more tickets primed fresh for running to the pay window Here we go. First best bet of the day I am taking. And no, this was not pre-planned. This was not uh, a jab bet for me. My partner would look at me and tell me this is a smart bet as well, as much as he hates it. But I am taking the Houston Astros money line, full game money line versus the Chicago White Sox. Now, uh, even though my partner isn't going to like it, I did tell you he probably would agree as I would agree with him on the Cubbies. Now, I fully expect uh, this series to be back and forth, a very, very competitive series. I actually one that I'm actually probably going to be watching just for the sake of I love baseball. However, the Astros are going to take game one here in this series. And let me tell you a couple reasons why. The pitching matchup looms very large here. You got Dylan Cease on the mound for the Sox and then Jose Urquidy on the mound for the Strohs. Now, Cease, I'm not taking anything away from him at all. 
He has been a great piece in this White Sox starting rotation. He has been a really good pitcher overall so far this season. But if you listen to a few episodes back, I backed Dylan Cease, and my partner looked me dead in the eyes and said, hey, he doesn't show up for big games and especially doesn't show up for big games on the road. I got numbers to back that up. Six road starts for Cease. He has a 266 opponent batting average allowed, but a 5.79 ERA on the road. And that is compared to his 1.63 ERA at home. So very, very severe drop off there. And Houston has hit C's pretty well in his career. 222 batting average only, but they do have a 389 OBP and an 833 OPS. So they have been able to take care of him. And I think that C's being on the road and this being a particularly important matchup looms very large here today. Not to mention Jose Urquidy, who you could basically compare to as the cease of this Houston pitching rotation. He's not spectacular. He's not terrible. He gets the job done and has a bumpy start here or there. Now, the home road splits for Urquidy are actually also very, very important. Five home starts for Urquidy this season. Only a 200 opponent batting average allowed with a 2.83 ERA compared to on the road of a 4.59 ERA. So he is much more dominant at home and in front of the home crowd fans at Minute Maid Park. And also not to mention the White Sox have not faced Jaquiti in his career so far. So I think this is going to be a totally new experience. I'm not going to say that the Sox are going to look dumb at the plate by any means because they are very, very powerful, but I think they'll be just a little bit off balance. And I think your Quiddy will be able to uh, limit them with some of his off speed and then hammer him with that dominant fastball once he uh, gets him into some pretty good good counts. Last but not least, a couple trends here for you. These two teams have not played since 2019, so nothing as of recent, nothing you can really pull out there. But there are some top-level numbers that really stuck out to me. Houston's 22-13 and 13 at home this season and 20-11 and 11 straight up as a home favorite, where the White Sox are 16-13 and 13 on the road, but they're 2-7 and seven straight up as a road underdog. Houston is 6-0 and in their last six games when their opponent scores five or more runs in the previous game. Sox coming off the 8-7 battle last night with the Rays. Going to be a little tired here coming into Houston. Houston took care of the Rangers yesterday. No problem whatsoever. Houston is 5-0 straight up in the last five year. Quiddy starts as a favorite and 4-0 in his last four home starts. Houston is also 4-0 straight up in the last four year. Quiddy starts in game one of a series and 5-0 straight up in the last five versus eight team with a winning percent above 600, which we all know the Sox fall well into that category. The Sox, surprising, 0-5 straight up last five cease road starts and his starts overall versus a team with a winning record. The Sox are 8-19 straight up in their last 27 versus a righty pitcher and 1-5 straight up in their last six road games versus a team with a winning record. Give me all of the Houston Astros here in game one of this series and uh, stay up to date because I'll probably take the Sox here at some point. Yeah, interesting pick, my friend. Interesting pick. You, uh, I don't like that you use my own words against me for Dylan Cease today, but, uh, you know, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, he he's had one real bad start against the Indians, big division start, um, and then he just hasn't been, uh, hasn't been too, you know, he just hasn't been good on the road, so... Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, you're quitting not having faced the Sox. I do think I agree with your pick. Do uh, Am I going to be rooting for your pick or no, taking sir. your pick? No, I absolutely won't. But 
I think he got some solid value. There. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that <laughs> uh, as much as it pains me too, because the Sox have been so good in the first five and, and overall this season. Mm-hmm. But I just think this spot, Cease on the road, you're quitty at home. There's mm-hmm. some really key spots there and some key trends that you got to look at. So don't be quick to take the Sox in the dog spot uh, today per me and potentially mags too but moving right along into the second pick of the day <laughs> look at him shaking his head second pick of the day headed to the ice stanley cup matchup lone one on the slate today tampa bay lightning versus the new york islanders now i said the islanders second because they are at home and that is one of the biggest key factors to me in this game honestly uh after the lightning got the 4-2 win back on tuesday I see everybody in the public thinking, oh yeah, they're back, defending champs, no problem, the Isles are done. May I remind you that the Isles have battled their asses off to get to this exact position, and they have actually played very, very, very well at home. If you did not know, as we've talked about it a lot on this pod when taking them before, I think the price is just right to deceive the public, and the Isles have been extremely, extremely profitable right in this spot, right around plus 120. The Isles, like I just said, have been super dominant at home and in the playoffs at home, so I just can't not back them with them being that dominant. There's a couple key trends there I wanted to tell you. 4-1 and one straight up in the last five home games in the playoffs, and in those five games, the Islanders have outscored their opponents 20-9, to and that was against Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Last but not least, they are 25-4 at home this season compared to the Lightning on the road at 20-11-3. They are so damn good at home, and now that they have a full capacity crowd, it only plays even heavier into this matchup. Also, the goalies here. If you didn't listen to me on Tuesday, Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky has one 100% save game, and then you see his save percent slowly start to drop. It already has done that. He had that 100% save game, then the .935, and then in the last game, .923. The last time this trend happened, the fourth game, he dropped below 90% and almost below 88%. So I like that trend to continue here tonight. And Varlamov in net for the Isles, standing on his forehead. Bit of a rough outing on Tuesday, but I don't think that's a big issue here for him. He, uh, His success, or the team's success rather, all banks on him. He has to stand tall in net, and I think he does that, especially with the home crowd behind his back here tonight. And last but not least... The last time he went sub 90% save percent in a game, which was he did the game before this in game two, he followed that up with three solid games and continued to increase 0.929, and 0.966. So I like his save percent to go up and Vasilevsky to go down. Last but not least, Isles 7-1 straight up in their last eight games playing on one day's rest. I think that also looms very large here, even though they're both coming in on one day's rest. But the Isles tend to play a little bit better in that spot. I see this as a defensive battle here tonight, and I give the big, big edge to the home team in the Isles. So I will gladly take them in the underdog spot. Right around plus 120 has actually dropped at open to plus 125 to right around plus 118 right now. So second Pick of the day, New York Islanders money line. 
Nice, man. I love those goalie trends. I, uh, I'm i right there with you. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big hockey guy, as I've mentioned, but as far as capping it, but the one play that I have made all season that I feel confident in and had some success in is the Islanders at home. Islanders so, at home, absolutely. Definitely, so, definitely. So, yeah, I will uh, I will gladly be hammering this in and uh, get a little plus money, Polly, with the team yeah. that's so damn good at home. Third and final pick coming from me today. I am uh, headed on over to the hardwood, the lone NBA game on today's slate, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets plus six or plus five and a half, whatever you can currently find them at. Now, I think that this line is a setup line. I do not think there is any way regardless of any injuries, regardless of any storylines, that the Bucks have any opportunity to win this game by six or more points. There is no way. However, the public is going to be looking at this, and the Bucks are also looking at this, like our backs are against the wall. They have to win this game. They have to get it done. But these games have been really, really tight in Milwaukee so far. The first one in Milwaukee, the Nets had to come back, but then the second one was just a shootout. I see this one being like that shootout game, or actually the first one was just the shootout, vice versa, I apologize, but the I, I see the this game tonight being quite similar to that 86-83 game that we saw um, back on the 10th. I was almost brave enough to hammer in the money line, but I don't want to get heartbroken just in case the Nets can't seal the deal. I think they seal the deal because... They have KD and they all know, and James Harden, they all know the implications of this game. If they get the win here tonight, they get extra rest, the much needed extra rest, and could potentially get Kyrie back depending on how bad that ankle injury is. If not, at least get Harden back to 100% with a couple extra days rest. They know that, but I don't want to get heartbroken, so I definitely think they can keep this game within at least a basket if not a three ball. couple key things that I'm looking at. I really think this is going to be low scoring, but as far as trends go, Milwaukee is 0-4 ATS in their last four games following a straight-up loss, where Brooklyn is 4-0 ATS in their last four games following a straight-up win. Not to mention Brooklyn is 13-3 ATS in their last 16 games following a straight-up win. Brooklyn is 7-3 ATS as a 3-7 point underdog on the season, and Milwaukee is 10-18 as ATS as a 3-7 point favorite on the season. Brooklyn 40-32 ATS in night games, and Milwaukee 29-44 ATS in night games. Brooklyn 6-4 ATS in the last 10 meetings between these two teams, but in the last 5, 4-1 ATS. Milwaukee 4-10 ATS in their last 14 games overall as a favorite and 1-4 ATS in their last 5 overall, obviously being all against the Nets. They have not covered a spread but once in those 5 games and I don't think they're going to cover this big of a spread because they haven't been able to cover as minus 2 or minus 3 favorites. The books are setting you up. Don't Trust it. Don't hammer in the money line just in case the Nets can't pull it off, but confidently take the plus five and a half to plus six with the star power of the Nets and them knowing that they could get some extra firepower and some extra rest with a win here tonight. But I like them to keep it close. So give me for my third pick, Brooklyn Nets plus six or plus five and a half if it drops back down to the hook. 
I like it, man. I'm gonna be right there with you. I uh, I could absolutely see another dominant KD performance that takes care of this one today. I agree with you. That plus six is definitely a lot safer. I don't know if I'll be taking that money line. But I think yeah. we'll see a little bit better of a James Harden in this game than we saw that last one. He did find ways to uh, make some plays as far as assists, rebounding, that type of thing. But his legs weren't really there for the shot. So I'm hoping he either, you know, recognize that if that problem is still there and kind of pulls back on those. Or he's a little bit fresher and he pours some points in and uh, takes care of this for you. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, I, I like both things you just said there. And, you know... I don't see Giannis having a huge game. I mean, I think he'll be good, but some of the shots he was making in game five were just absolutely ridiculous. Right. And and the way he was playing and the Nets came out a little soft on him, man, I I see the Nets making all those adjustments, necessary adjustments. Steve Nash doesn't want to have his heart uh, fall through his ass again, and I think he will be very prepared, and the boys in Brooklyn will be very prepared tonight. Yeah, because I like what you said at the top. There's going to be a lot of people who are already writing off the the Nets in this game and that it's going to be the Bucks easy in this one. Kevin Durant's not going to go go out quietly in this game. They're not just going to no. come in and roll over in this game. So. Not at all. So need I also remind you, a uh, quick look in here at the NBA, that the series betting, the Nets were underdogs right around plus 150, uh, given the Kyrie news. Giving the win with uh, Kevin Durant's performance uh, back on Tuesday. Yep. They're now minus 240 favorites. So um, I suggest you hammer in at least that spread tonight. So uh, we could go on and on about that. Yeah. But that does it for my best bets of the day. Once again, no hesitation, no delay, no uh, stopping because we'll recap everything here shortly. So let's get into segment number two of the day. The special play of the day, the triple play Thursday parlay. Today's three legs coming at you are starting from the top, going to the middle, and all the way at the bottom. So we're covering all sections of the slate with today's Triple Play Thursday parlay. Didn't mean to do it. Just kind of happened. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Starting at uh, the odds here, about plus 581. Told you at the top. So we got some real juicy action coming for you. We got a first five play. We got a run line play. And we got a total play. Partner, as always... I've been jabbing, gabbing, flabbing for quite some time here. These folks are probably tired of listening to me talk. Want to hear a little bit of your opinions. So let's get things started here with the Triple Play Thursday Parlay. Wherever you want to start, I don't care because I'll just pick right on up behind you. Going to get me a nice little sippy sip of some high quality H2O. Yeah, go for it. Let it roll. And uh, I know which one you want because there's one that's got Colt written all over it. But I will take the other two here. First one is going to be the Brewers and Rockies. We are taking the under 10, 10 and a half. I'm not sure what it is right now. When I was looking this morning, it was 10. Obviously, if you get the extra half point, even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the Brewers and Herman Marquez for the Rockies, both right-handers. Now, Brandon Woodruff has been as incredible as people are saying he is. 1.52 ERA, 0.72 whip on the season. That is pretty damn absurd. And these Rockies have been playing uh, decent ball lately, uh, especially at home. However, they tear the cover off the ball against lefties, pretty stagnant against righties. Last 10 versus righties, 228 batting average, 299 OBP, 3.61 runs per nine. So, as I mentioned, the Rockies have been playing better. Brandon Woodruff is far and away too damn good for these Rockies to put up more than a couple runs on them. Uh, and on the other hand of the, on the 
pitching matchup here, you have Herman Marquez, who's much better than his surface numbers are. He's got an ERA over four, had a rough outing last time. Uh, but all in all, he is much better than that ERA would suggest. And he's facing a Brewers team that, uh, as I mentioned, coming into this Red series that they just played, they were coming in real hot uh, as far as record-wise, but they are doing that against some of the bottom teams in the league. Now they're kind of not down back down to earth because they are a solid team, but versus righties, they've been really cold. Last 10 versus righties, 196 batting average, and you're giving me a solid pitcher like Herman Marquez. I love that trend to continue and the Brewers to uh, you know keep that score real low for them. They did not score over two runs in that series against the Reds. They had a, I, don't, I can't remember if they lost all three games or two out of three, but nonetheless, they didn't score more than two runs. So, all in all, I like this game to stay way under the 10 runs. I don't care that it's in Colorado. Brandon Woodruff is damn good, and these Brewers ain't hitting right-handers, partner. Yeah, all of that. What you said. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I couldn't agree more. I, even though this is in Colorado, I don't think this is going to be a uh, plentiful run game as they uh, typically are. Uh, this one stays well under the total. I don't think it might even go over five or six. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I'm I, thinking. I don't think it even gets close to that. I think it's kind of a setup with just how big uh, some of the totals have been in Colorado in Coors Field so far this season. Mm-hmm. But uh, appreciate the analysis on leg one. As for leg two, <clears throat> you are correct, partner. I uh, This play has Colt written all over. Mm-hmm. Not much more I need to add from yesterday because it's the same team I took, the same play I took, and they're facing the same exact team. So without further ado, if you didn't listen in yesterday, second leg on the triple play Thursday parlay, we are taking the San Francisco Giants first five run line minus a half. Uh, today honestly comes down to the pitching matchup once again. Uh, you have uh, Kevin Gozeman on the mound for the Giants and Zach Gallen on the mound for the D-backs. Now, Gallen hasn't been bad. He hasn't been terrible by any stretch, but Gozeman has been so damn good. He has been the money man for this Giants pitching rotation. I told you yesterday um, that, uh, why am I blanking new pitch yesterday? Help me out, Max. Oh, Di Sclafani. Uh, Di Sclafani, I knew it started with a D. I don't know why I blanked on that because he's also one of my favorite pitchers to back in this rotation. Uh, but I told you he was also dominant for as dominant as he is and was. Uh, you're going to see Gozman be just as, if not better than what you saw yesterday um, from Di Sclafani. Now, Gallon, I told you he wasn't great. I think he has an opportunity to limit a few earned runs but I still think the Giants hitting right-handers right now the way they are are just going to be just fine against Gallon. Mm-hmm. They'll get three or four put up on him anywhere in between there, maybe two, three, or four. Not 100% sure, but they'll be able to get to him. And uh, I don't think the D-backs, who have been so ice cold on the road in the first five innings, anywhere you want to put them right now, they cannot get the job done. They're not going to be able to get it done against Gozeman. So give me all of the first five run line here again today. They might even get it done by three, four runs once again. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Gozeman is too damn good. I, uh, I turned the game off after the first five last night, but I think they ended up putting some late runs up they uh, the Diamondbacks, so maybe they we did. see that again. But first five, Gozeman has a you know two nothing three one type game written all over him. Absolutely. So there is the second leg of the triple play Thursday parlay. How about number three, partner? I will go ahead and take this one. We've got the Tigers versus the Angels. And as my partner mentioned, we've got a run line on this one and it's going to be the Angels minus one and a half. You've got Matt Manning making his debut for the Tigers today, righty versus big bad Shohei Otani. Otani, 285 ERA, allowed over two earned runs only twice on the season and it's only three and four. So not any blown up games or anything like that. He has been 
as solid as advertised. And this guy, Matt Manning, we, uh, you know, didn't really know too much before we looked into him. Obviously, he hasn't made any starts. But in AAA this season, my friend, he is, uh, you know, not good. Bad. I don't know why I was stumbling on my words there. Yeah, it's, you, I don't know. Bad. I, I, I was bad. looking for a brutal word to say. 807 ERA over his last seven start, over all seven of his starts in AAA this season. 8.07. Yes. And this Angels team is hitting righties pretty damn well right now. Two over the last 10 games versus righties, 254 batting average, 332 OBP, 6.54 runs per nine. I believe they got swept by the A's unless it was a four game series. They lost three out of four, but they were still putting up runs in that series. And obviously, Shohei Otani is the number one pitcher in that rotation. So I do not foresee another eight run, you know, uh, defensive outing for the Angels today. I see this as a six one, six two, seven two type game today. I 150% agree with you. Uh, I think I know the Tigers have been kind of scrappy right now. Right. I've been trying to stay in games, but uh, not with this pitching matchup here today. The Angels are going to feast all over uh, Matt Manning. He has not been anything, uh, proven anything, or done anything that says, oh, hey, I should uh, put my money on him in his first MLB start. You know me, I'm super high on guys making their first MLB start, and I'm here to tell you that this is not one of those guys no. you should back. So I am in full confidence. Uh, I skip over the first five. I will take the full game right. on the run line. Right, because this, this is out of yeah, because this is out of necessity. It's not like he's some uh, highly touted prospect that's been chomping at the bit to get to the majors, right. proving himself down low. This is out of necessity. They got a couple guys in their rotation out, so this is going to be a rough one for the guy today. Yeah, this will not be fun for the Tigres. The entire entire team is uh, going to have a rough day at mm-hmm. the office in LA. So there's the third leg of the Triple Play Thursday parlay. While we're on it, while we're doing it, that does it for the first two segments of the day. We're just going to hop right into the best bets of the day recap. So right now, rip out your phones, get out those sports books, or if you're not in a legalized state or didn't have an opportunity, if you're in Illinois, to sign up for a sports book and got to do it some other way, get out your pens and pencils, papers, whatever you want to do, use your stone tablets, who knows, and let's dive into them. Here we go. Best bets of the day for June Ooh, back on top. 17th, 2021. We are up here this time, keeping you guessing how you're doing a little bit bigger. Last time we were smaller, you know, keep the visual cues rolling. Keep the people engaged. Keep the body guessing. All right. See, here we never know. Keep me guessing. Never know what you're going to get at the TTL pod. Well, I can only imagine them if I got you caught off guard here. All right. So let's get into it. Turn your attention left side of your screen for our mags best bets of the day. Two picks coming from him. He is taking the New York Mets first five money line and the Cincinnati Reds first five run line plus a half. Turn your attention on over to the right side of your screen for my best bets of the day. Three picks coming at you. The Houston Astros full game money line, the New York Islanders money line, and the Brooklyn Nets plus six, or if it moves at plus five and a half, I am very comfortable with that as well. Right on below that is today's special play of the day, the Triple Play Thursday Parlay. Sure, you're tired of hearing that because it felt like I've said it about 25 times. Three legs on that bad boy for right around plus 581 odds. The Giants' first five run line. The Milwaukee Brewers versus Colorado Rockies under 10.5 or 10 runs. And the Los Angeles Angels' run line. Minus one and a half. Parlay those bad boys up, and I might as well say it one more time. You know what it is. The Triple Play Thursday Parlay. As always, 
lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you like to say. Just make sure you get the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day. Put in at whatever the current best line you are finding them at on your favorite sports book. So you might also see, and we mentioned at the top of the show, the bottom left-hand corner of your screen here, the Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. We're going to the matchup between the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. So let's get on into it. Here we are, my one of my favorite segments of the day, the of Moneyline course. Dice Roll of the Day. First things first, the dice are live on set. They are here. They are good to go. Had a little itchy scratch in the old eye there as I was speaking. Moving right along, wildcard dice on set. Moneyline ATS dice on set. Home away dice on set. There we go. There you have it. Oh. You all right over there? I'm all right. There's a little itch going on here. Apparently it wasn't enough. Oh, yeah, there we go. That'll get you. All right. So, as always, partner, I'm going to get things set up here for the viewing enjoyment of our kind fans. Okay. Uh, If you would like to set the stage as far as the lines, where is this game being played at, and any other necessities of note. All righty. So, as my partner mentioned, we are going for the Yankees versus Blue Jays matchup today. And these odds are as tight as can be today. Yankees minus 107, Blue Jays minus 105. Yankees on the run line minus 1.5 plus 140, Blue Jays plus 1.5 at minus 160. And this uh, over-under total is 10.5. You've got Michael King on the mound for the Yankees, 0-3, ERA, and TJ Zuch on the mound for the Blue, Blue Jays, 0-2, ERA. I was kicking this one around this morning, but it is too much of a toss-up for me, so we're going to let the dice decide because I do believe that the Blue Jays are going to put some runs up on Michael King today, uh, have some decent numbers against him in their career. But this TJ Zuch guy is just a little too unpredictable, a little too unknown for me to see to know if the Yankees are going to put up those runs on him, if this total is uh, you know low enough for that run total to go over. I didn't really know, so we're letting the dice decide. Bet percentage, money percentage. Yesterday, I do believe the dice faded the sharp money and they came out on top. Obviously, they came out on top, but I do believe they faded the sharp money. Similar situation today. Bet percentage, 56% of the bets coming in on the Blue Jays, 67% of the money coming in on the Yankees. So, big split there. Sometimes with the Yankees, it's tough to decipher that because there's obviously a massive fan base for the Yankees, so you never know if some... Rich Yankee Homer is throwing down thousands of dollars on the Yankees. So sometimes that uh, those are decent in- indicators. Sometimes you never know. Uh, this line opened up at plus 108 for the Blue Jays. Uh, and as I mentioned, they have dropped all the way to minus 105. So despite all of that money coming in on the Yankees, the line has trimmed down to minus 105 for the Blue Jays. So interesting matchup today like i said i do like the blue jays to put up some runs on michael king but tj zooch is just a little too damn unpredictable see if i can pull up his numbers aside from his surface numbers you don't want to dive too much oh you got it right there goodness gracious all righty you're scripting and scrapping i was just gonna let you finish but hey uh i will let you take a hold here my friend all right go right on ahead there you are 
All right, you saw the dice on your screen. They're live. They're in prime time. They are ready to go. So as always, ladies and gentlemen, my partner has laid set the stage for you today. We got Blue Jays. We got Yankees. Are we taking the home team Toronto Blue Jays or are we taking the away team New York Yankees to kick things off here today? First roll. We all find out in three, in two, in one. The away team Yankees. Away team it is. All right, so I'll move this back for you there, partner. Second roll of the day, as always. Are we going money line or are we going ATS? Will we have to eat a little bit of chalk? Or did we agree a little minus one and a half? Uh, well, the Yankees were minus one and a half anyway. So. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So money line or ATS. So in yes, three. if we end up rerolling. In two. Money line, anyways. Money line, anyways. All right. Money line. Are we going to have our first re-roll today? So, last but certainly not least, wild card die on set. Look at that translucent. As always, will we be doubling down yet again? Will we be re-rolling all three, and you guys got to stick around for another whole couple of minutes here for the money line dice segment, or will the dice skip it all and go to the total? We will all find out in three, in two, in one. Under. Under, Under the ten and a half. Okay. So righty. The dice. Hmm. All right, dice. Oh, actually, let me. Bang. There you go. <laughs> the dice have spoken. If you want to guarantee take a ticket to the window or actually two to the window tonight, you see it on your screen. It's time to hammer them in. The New York Yankees money line and under 10, 10 and a half, 10 and a half runs. You heard it here first, folks. In the dice, we trust. Thank you, dice. Thank you so much, Dice. We appreciate your all-knowing, amazing power. One more quick look for your viewing pleasure. If you want to get your own set of these crispy, crispy dice, head on over to MoneylineDice.com. The link is in the description. We make it super easy, and we actually give you a 10% off discount code in the description. Code TTL10. Pick out whatever merchandise you want on there. Nothing's off limits. You get 10% off of it. Thanks to the kind folks at MoneyLineDice.com and your pals here at Talking the Line Sports Media. So head on over there. Get your own set. Start rolling right alongside with us. But that'll do it for the Moneyline Dice roll of the day. Thank you so much. Don't let the dice get hot. Don't Don't let let the dice get hot. They are now officially three and one on the week. So don't uh, let them get hot with a plus money cash and two reasonable favorite caches. Nothing Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. bananas so Mm -hmm. far. The dice are chip, 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 chipping away. So the New York Yankees, money line and under 10 and a half runs. You heard it here. Thank you so much, Dice. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you on tomorrow's pod. Thanks, er, Dice. I said Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> see you on tomorrow's pod. All right, ladies Did and gentlemen. Did you say tomorrow, Wednesday? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, I said uh, have a great rest of your Wednesday. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. Okay, okay. Sorry, I was half listening. Have a great rest of your Thursday. <laughs> see you on tomorrow's pod. There you go. Okay. So there we have it, the first half of today's show. 
Uh, that does it for all of our best bets of the day, analysis, trends, all the stuff in between. We got nothing else to drop down for you there. Uh, if you missed it by chance, uh, go ahead, just hit that quick little rewind button. All you got to do, just hit that bad boy. You can see all of the best bets of the day. We also put them out on our social medias, all that stuff in between. If you are one of the kind folks that just uh, stops by these daily shows of the Talking the Line podcast for our best bets and our analysis and uh, all that stuff in between, and you're about to head out of here, Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys uh, to the moon and back. We can't thank you enough for hammering in bets with us day in and day out and bankrupting these sports books. This is what we do, and we are back on the up escalator, as we have been saying. So if you're headed on out of here, have a spectacular rest of your Thursday. We will catch you back on tomorrow's show, though. Don't be gone for too long, because as you know, we got more sports books to bankrupt, and we need your help doing it one play at a time. So peace and love, but for the rest of you sticking around for the second half of today's show, as per usual, time to drop it down into first gear, kick it on back a little bit, and talk some shit. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, with that, you know the deal, you know the drill. Here we go. Let's get things started. Today's rants and reactions. Here we go. Let's get into it. First things first, as always, partner, how you feeling over there? How you looking? Oh, I'm feeling great. I couldn't be better. I absolutely love to hear it. No big major updates, nothing uh, life-changing for Mags to get today's ransom reaction started. Mm, nope. Nope. I got nothing. All quiet, right. Quiet, uh, successful evening at the well, home. So I do believe you are, uh, you're about to have something, pal. So okay. uh, first things okay. first. How about you do me a favor and these kind folks a favor? Give us a little update. U.S. Open going on right now. U.S. Open update. Not too much to update because it does appear that they just kicked off not but a few holes ago. So not a single name that I recognize on this 15, 13, 14, 15 long list of guys that have teed off. So not okay. much of an update there to give. Okay. Um, because, yeah, I don't really have anybody coming out. Uh, looks like looks like a lot of no names early on, so maybe they piled it on for the TV viewing here in the afternoon, which sounds good to me. Absolutely. Uh, but you got a few guys at one under through a hole or two, so unless I'm blanking here, I literally don't see one except for Yana, uh, Jonathan Vegas. That's the only one that I that I recognize. He's at even throw through one, so not a single other name that I recognize. So okay. tomorrow we will have a much better update for you. So uh, definitely, yeah, had a lot better starting starting portion here planned there, but uh, <laughs> obviously we cannot do that. So let's get into the nitty gritty, juicy, deep, mm-hmm. dark corners of the sports world. First things first, let's kick it off with some NFL news. Maybe not some NFL news, kind of NFL news, but it's all going to be NFL news none the same. The Madden 2022 cover has been released, and if you ain't seen it, you heard it here first. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Goat and Baby Goat have blessed us with the cover. What are we thinking, pal? Well-deserving? Needed to be somebody else? Why has it been Patty Mahomes twice within the last five years? Yeah, I mean... Question mark. 
Uh, both of these guys now second time within the last five years. Brady that was, uh, I can't remember which one exactly, but uh, Brady was on there when he was still on the Patriots a few covers ago. So for that fact, I mean, we're both big Madden fans, first of all, so we're not just talking randomly here. But uh, huge for that fact, it does kind of chat me whenever they uh, give the same guy, same guy or guys within it, you know, twice within the same five years. So I would like to switch it up here, but, you know, they got to sell the covers. They got to bring in. They got to give out the, uh, you know, who's going to sell the most covers. And these guys are probably going to do that right now. So I would say so, but it's kind of funny because everything is just digitally purchased right. now. So and it I mean, even really matter. The reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers, hasn't been on a Madden cover, but it would be a little uh, goofy to throw him on the cover with everything with going everything on. going on. So yeah. You know, speaking of which, been a real quiet. <laughs> Damn it, I did that to myself. No problem. <laughs> Issue free off season for your quarterback there in Green Bay per his term. That's what I've been saying, anyways. Everything's been just fine, no issues. Yeah, the dude control, man. Fuck. I uh, I got to give it to him on that one. I mean, that is that is Aaron Rodgers to a T. That is, hey, I know shit is hitting the fan right now. I know a lot of shit that you guys have no idea about. And I'm just being real sneaky with it right now. I'm still feeling good. You had, uh, I told you, and you rolled my eyes at me, but you had David Bakhtiari on the Pat McAfee show the other day making jokes about it. And I was like, dude, why would his left tackle make jokes about this if he didn't think he was coming back? No problem. he's the richest left tackle in the NFL. He wants to be a Super Bowl winner. That's what he wants to do. Well, we'll see what goes on and happens. I mean, everybody might be hush-hush. They might have had to just shut down all phone lines because they don't know who to trust anymore. Stuff's got out to Rappaport and stuff's got out to Shefty. Who can we trust? We don't know who to trust. I don't trust those guys. Is it coming from the front office? Is it coming from inside (laughs) the organization? Where's it coming from? Who's telling it? So they just shut down all lines of communication. Nobody's saying jack squat, and I don't think that's a good thing. Mags thinks it is, but I ain't buying the shit. I ain't buying it. So beyond all of that, if the Packers stand firm as firm as Rodgers is standing, if they don't trade him, I don't think there's any chance he retires. He's not fucking retiring. Exactly. So I don't think they're trading him any chance. So I don't know what happens beyond that. But it also could be where he does retire and he blows the absolute shit out of all of us. That man. would be wild. That would that would be that insane would be because wild. not saying that Carson Palmer is anywhere close to the level of Aaron Rodgers by right. any means. But it's the exact same thing. He was in that phase in his career where he was doing good and people were like, okay, this might be the shot. The Bengals got it. And he was like, nah, fuck y'all. I'm going to retire. <laughs> okay. Just give us at least one more year. Yeah, I just one more. Just all that's all Riley wants so he at can die. One. He can at least die happy with something. I at least sense need to closure. know it's coming. He just needs just some need sense to know it's closure. Coming. Yeah. Instead of getting hit right in uh right smack in the mouth and not even knowing anything's happening, man. You just just comes four out. Four more years, baby. Four more years. Hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens there in Green Bay. But some other shocking, interesting news that uh I don't believe is getting enough publicity here. Yeah, and maybe it go ahead, sorry. Vince Wilfork's son has been charged with stealing and selling his father's Patriots Super Bowl ring for roughly $300,000. 
What's going on with Vince Wilfork's son? Is there an issue between Papa Bear and I mean, Baby Bear? And do we have more shit we need to look into here? Issues? I mean, I don't know if you don't <laughs> if you don't call that an issue. I don't know what we're calling it. But uh, what I was going to say is you mentioned, uh, I'm not sure why it's getting much publicity. I didn't know about it till this morning. Maybe it didn't come out till this morning. And maybe you're right. And uh, I mean, I still haven't heard too much about it this afternoon. If you didn't say that to me, I don't even know if I would still have seen it. But uh, pretty damn wild. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who it would drive to anyone to do th- what would drive anyone to do that in the first place, let alone from your own fucking dad. Um, do we have a junkie situation on our hands? I don't know. Is this dude just a total scumbag? I don't know. I also uh, am blanking on how many rings. Oh, geez. So it wasn't just his Super Bowl ring. It was uh, his. Uh, let's see, two Super Bowl rings from the Pats. Two AFC Championship rings and a 2001 Miami Hurricanes National Championship Ooh. ring, among other items. 2001? Yeah. Oh. Uh, among other Bye. items, including necklaces, bracelets, and earrings, to name a few. That 2001 Hurricanes, Hurricanes ring. National Championship. That might be insane. worth as much, if not more, than those Patriot rings, yeah. dude. That's Good. insane, man. That's insane. Because <laughs> that's the height of the fucking... So the fact that this is oh only coming God. out, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. Was it this sense, morning, but, though? But basically? he was arrested on May 22nd. For all of this shit. Maybe they kept it under wraps. Goodness. Yeah. That, uh, wowza. That, uh, that's some big news. That's some wild stuff. So it was just more, more than just the Patriots yeah. Super Bowl ring. I, I had saw that and read just some of the surface level, but that was quote unquote from the Sheriff's Department in Galveston, Texas. So yikes. Uh, big, big stuff going on in the Will Fork household. Yeah. Watch out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but outside of that, Nothing crazy in the NFL. Uh, I wonder if they do have a days until NFL regular season counter. 84 days, days, baby. 84 days. And we get to hit the gridiron. Doggone it. I bumped the headphones out. We're back. Here we go. Oh, man. I cannot wait. 84 days. I cannot wait. 84 days. September 9th to January 9th. The best time of the year. It's Christmas for us. Oh, it is. I it cannot is Christmas wait. For I us. cannot wait. We will consistently I mean, keep you guys updated. College on that football starts a little earlier than that, typically. Yes, it does. Yes, I it say does. typically because I, I imagine they're still starting on time, but obviously schedule has been goofy the last couple of years, but I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be starting uh, how many days until NFL college football regular season is what you typed in there, but. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, mean, I don't think they're going to have a counter for that. No, 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 nothing, nothing crazy there. But hey, you heard it here first, 84 days until the NFL regular season starts. Holy shit. Lock in. It is about time to lay the hits. And oh, did you see Juju Smith-Schuster's back on TikTok? Oh, I was concerned, man. (laughs) Back dancing on logos. I was concerned. So I I can sleep peacefully now. I think uh, the Steelers bad Juju, no pun intended. Has already been confirmed, re yeah. regifted, regranted. They might break Najee Harris because of all of this nonsense. I mean, obviously, the young generation is changing, and uh, all of that is changing. But Old being man on TikTok, cloud, yeah, but... It, absolutely. But well, the point I'm trying to make is that it just doesn't really. I mean, I don't know how the mass of Steelers fans feel, but that's just not really Steelers. This you know, on brand for Steelers type of nitty gritty fucking. Not at all. 
you know, grinding wins out, grinding thing, grinding on defense. Obviously, they've had good offenses, but that's not even the point I'm trying to make. Just, uh, I don't know what, old man yelling at Cloud. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's all it is. I, I don't not, know. It's not the nitty gritty that you expect from the Steelers. Yeah, we'll see. Scream it. I, I don't know. It doesn't at all. We'll see what happens. Um, come NFL regular season, I'm not super high on the Steelers at all. So, uh, especially yeah, with old, sure. old Big Ben at the helm, I don't know if he. Uh, I don't know. He's going to be anything at all. But there you go, NFL moving right along into the MLB. Boy, oh boy, we got more to cover. Holy cow! Um, first things first. Garrett Cole back on the microphone last night and damn near in tears pleading for the MLB to hear out the players. What is going on and do the Yankees need to stop allowing their ace pitcher on the microphone? Stop getting that guy in front of a damn mic for goodness sake. My goodness. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he was uh, basically pleading for, uh, you know, just talk to us. I think he said, I watched it once. I wish I would have watched it again to get a refresher, but it basically pleading for the MLB. Mm. Just talk to us. Yeah. Just talk to us. And then he finished it. And then, and you can kind of tell he's doing one of these. And then, uh, you know, a reporter starts to follow up and he's just like, one of those frustrated, like, yeah, the head nods you give to your mm. parents when they're badgering you about something that, yeah. you know, you don't think is that big of a deal sure. or whatever. And you're sure. sick of hearing it. And, uh, yeah, stop putting that damn guy in front of a mic. Obviously, he's the highest paid guy in the team, and he uh, is probably going to be forced to put it, be put on the mic. But uh, be nice to the guy? Question yeah. mark. I Who don't know. Knows? But uh, <laughs> other news coming out: another pitcher has yet come out in this whole sticky stuff situation. Rich Hill mm-hmm. of the Tampa Bay Rays has now said it is the MLBPA's, the Players Association's fault that nothing was done about this grip enhancement. Basically saying that they could have approached the MLB multiple times and had something on the table to where we wouldn't be in the position we are now. They have screwed themselves, and especially now with the new CBA coming to the table here very soon, boy, oh boy, it is not looking good. Yeah, I mean, the shame of this is that this is exactly what the MLB wants is for players to start calling out the MLBPA. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have apparently gotten that in Rich Hill, the old dog, uh, calling out the MLBPA. I don't know how much of that is true. I still, you know, maybe there is some truth to that to where the MLBPA could have done more to avoid this. But all in all, if the MLB is trying to enforce some rules, enforce it in the offseason, and there would be a lot less question marks and a lot more uh, clear and concise ways to iron these things out. Because sure. uh, uh, I maybe you disagree, but maybe there's some truth to that. But I still think it's, like like I said, it, this is exactly what the MLB wants. So Especially with the CBA coming up. Yeah, that's kind of what I, yeah, very, basically very, what I mean. Yeah. So. I mean, they, yeah, you're you're spot on with that. So, I, man, we'll see what happens here. It just keeps unraveling, unfolding, unwinding, and more and more stuff comes out. I tweeted some stuff uh, out about, uh, I don't remember exactly who it was. Nah, that's on me. I should know who I'm tweeting stuff about. Um, uh, man, I can't think of it. But they basically detailed out... Um, you showed me him. The uh, Spence oh, Spader. Ryan Spader. Ryan Spader. I don't know exactly yeah. who he works for. He's an MLB analyst. Was just but. detailing out all of the cheating stuff that he's heard on the offensive side of the right. ball. So just because there's so much stuff going around. I mean, there it is It is far from over. And I think yeah. there is going... It's potentially <laughs> going to be 
uh, a landslide of new stuff that comes yeah. out here within the coming weeks. Yeah, well, just to touch on that, there was one goofy one because he laid out like five or six different like these guys had camera crews right here instead of pointing at the catcher, they're pointing directly at the catcher's glove, this and that, right. and gave some like home road splits. The funny one for me was like Adrian Beltre used to have a buddy that would stand out in center field with like a, a wife beater, like certain color wife beater <laughs> waving around whenever he would get an off speed pitch. And his home road splits were like 320 something and on the road like 260, 270 or something like that. So, yeah. That one's just a little goofy to me. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I I think this uh, this whole sticky stuff and cheating rabbit hole goes a lot farther down than any of us really yeah. realize. And uh, I think we're about to find out some stuff that none of us even knew about because it's been in the back alleys of MLB for quite some time. And now it's kind of being forced to go to the light. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that we will content, can continue to rant and react on it. You can uh, guarantee no that. So stick around for some more of that. Uh, some key injury updates uh, you need to look into. Uh, Bregman for the Astros hits the IL. Uh, obviously, I was uh, I factored that into my play here today, but uh, they still have plenty of bats yeah, and stuff going on. Uh, they'll be all right, but it sucks for him because he, he was nursing that hamstring, and now he's got to go right back on the IL. So tough for Bregman. Uh, Gene Segura for the Phillies going on the IL uh, for undetermined amount of time, and then uh, Harper back day-to-day for his back. So there's a couple of key key updates, key injuries uh, that might play into some of your picks uh, here upcoming. And then last night, if you didn't see it against my Cubbies, Jake DeGrom pitched, was really, really dominant, but was forced to exit the game. However, he has been quoted saying that it's nothing and he should be okay, doesn't need any rehab or IL time or anything like that. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would actually be surprised if they didn't do this. I would be uh I wouldn't be surprised if they if not skip a start for him, give him an extra day or two of rest before his next one. Sure. Uh just cuz I mean, I, I yeah, we all saw it. He was somehow at another level of DeGrom before he went out of that game. And, uh, you know, if he's having some soreness, then I would uh, be shocked if they don't give him a little bit of extra rest. Yeah, I, I think they should just to save him. He's been that doggone good. And, yeah, and uh, they've got plenty of firepower to give him a day yeah. or two off. Yeah, they have some extra. extra arms that they can depend on for sure. So nothing else major outside of the sticky stuff in the MLB. So, uh, hey, we'll we'll get back to that here very shortly. But uh, moving right along. NBA action. If you missed the action last night, boy, oh boy, did you miss some good stuff. The public lost their asses off. We're both all over uh, the Utah Jazz and the 76ers. Both teams lost outright and failed to cover their spreads. The Hawks and the Clippers take 3-2 commanding series leads. Partner, I know you got plenty to talk about on this. What are you feeling? Yeah. Um, goodness gracious, starting with the Hawks, that was one of the biggest choke jobs I have ever seen. Uh, I can't imagine. I mean, the Sixers still certainly have a chance to win the next two games. I'm definitely not betting on that action, but goodness gracious, is there going to be a fallout in, in Philadelphia if they lose this series? Yeah, there has to be. There's no way they can trot this team back out there in the same form that it is right now. Because Joel Embiid and Seth Curry were fantastic. I think Seth Curry, they're going to keep him around as long as they can because he's a solid uh, role player there for him mm. uh, and beyond, potentially. But I do think that uh, this could be... Ben Simmons' days might be numbered in Philadelphia. 
I think you might be right. And I think, because uh, he was brutal, man. He was absolutely fucking brutal. Obviously, Embiid missed a couple of huge free throws at the end there that really put the nail in the coffin for their chances. But, I mean, he was done pretty damn fantastic in that game. I think over 35 points, 11 to 13 from the free throw line. So, but Ben Simmons, I, I and I think they'll still get some trade value because the goofy thing about it is he's got, uh, he's got a lot of strengths, but it's just a weird fit for him with him and Embiid. So, I think he can find the right home, and I think someone's going to give them a nice package for them if they decide to move on from them. Because uh, obviously Embiid has some injury concerns long term, but I think you put the chips in on him as opposed to Ben Simmons. Because Ben Simmons, whether it's jumpers or free throws, he flat out can't shoot. And if you can't rely on uh, your one or two best play, first or second best player at the end of a game like that. He shouldn't be around, and yeah. uh, I think they're going to ship his ass out. Now, I, a lot of people were calling for Doc Rivers' head after this. I don't think that's going to no. happen. I don't, but uh, obviously that didn't look good on him either, blowing that big of a lead because he's been known for that in the past, especially with the Clippers, but yeah, I don't know, man. Just uh, pretty rough, and then you saw the Philadelphia 76ers social media team getting uh, oh, yeah, quite was. ahead of themselves and sticking their foot in their Ooh. face. Real, real nice. I uh, had to live that one down this morning from our friends at Freezing Cold Takes. Uh, Goodness gracious. Great follow on Twitter and uh, absolutely destroyed them real nice this morning. So <laughs> That was one of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. I, they did, uh, after the third quarter, it was like a 20-point lead. They did the yawning emoji. Like, are we supposed to be tired yet is, or something along the, those lines? Is this the point when we get tired something or something like that? Like yeah. That? And that was literally the point when the game all turned around. And they started to lose. I think it was already starting to. Maybe I'm wrong, but either way. Uh, either way. I have no idea. I know it was right at Oof. eight minutes, eight and a half minutes in the uh, third quarter. And from there, it went all downhill for the 76ers. So who knows? We'll see what happens with them. Uh, it might be all but uh, Atlanta series to, lo- series to lose here um, with, with the fact that... Uh, they going back to Atlanta now. Going back to so, Atlanta. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think that uh, the Hawks now have a very, very solid shot at taking this series. And all you fools that were talking that shit on Twitter to me, how we feeling now? How we feeling now, gangster? And to the homeboy that's uh, got, what, a $100,000 bet out there on the Atlanta Oof. Hawks uh, series championship. Yet again, continuing to look less and less stupid as these days go by. So I mean, goodness gracious, I man. Mean, now the guy who was like, eh, get the fuck out of here, is starting to say, oh, Specifically because of the health of every other team. <laughs> that's specific. So that's why. I mean, but yeah. hey, nonetheless, nonetheless, the tone has changed, tone has ladies changed. and gentlemen. Holy shit. Are the Atlanta Hawks primed for takeover in the NBA playoffs? We will find out. The jury is still out. But the other game last night, Clippers absolutely dominating the Utah Jazz without the help of Kawhi Leonard. Mr. Paul George shows up with 37 points and leads his team to a very, very solid victory. Partner, we uh, we going to see the Jazz get bounced here due to injury as well? I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, you know... You're, you had it written down on the agenda. Donovan Mitchell's not blaming the uh, bum ankle for the loss, but I don't know, man. It's not yep. looking great. I'll be honest. I did not watch a lot of that game. I was really expecting that to be all jazz all game long without Kawhi, and uh, I called. I decided that was going to be my one night to not watch the late game and get to bed early. I woke up shocked to see the Clippers win. Looked like Paul George dominated as 
basically he needed to and is going to continue to need to as long as mm. Kawhi is out because I don't know that they officially ruled him out for uh, any period of time. I could be wrong about that, That's but it true. doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't, it doesn't sound, sound good, good at all. At all. I he can't could, imagine. He's definitely missing the rest of the series. Yeah, no and, question. I mean, potentially playoffs. Like it, I, that's what I'm thinking. ACL too. is never a good thing at all. Like, and uh, I it would be it would suck so bad if we have a Clippers Sun series without Kawhi and Chris Paul. But yeah. <laughs> that might be where we're headed. It might be where we're headed for sure. And uh, last night, actually, at halftime, well, about a minute, a minute and a half to uh, go in the. Uh, in the first half of that game, I flipped open the sports book and saw the Clippers at plus eight and a half. And I thought, man, Paul George looks pretty on. He looks okay. And they're only down by like four points right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they can keep this tight. And I hammered it in and cast yeah. the hell out of it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what keeps coming. Uh, I, I honestly think that, uh, once again, going back to L.A. now, the Clippers got a very serious shot to take this series. Yeah. I think both favorites done fucked up bad last Yeah, night. seriously, Both man. favorites done fucked up bad. Because, uh, yeah, like I said, if Paul George is anything like this again, I, they could, they're going to win this next game. Yeah, and I personally I personally don't see either one of those series going seven from here now. Either of these what two? Happened. Yeah, I, I think it's over in six now. Just from how the storyline switched, unless it is going to be that much of a, like, destroying of people who bet <laughs> like, to take that. But I, man, I honestly think I, I'm honestly giving the Sixers a better chance than the jazz. Cause yeah. I could see, cause I could see the uh, Sixers bouncing right back and beat was fantastic. If he's still that fantastic. I don't know. At the same time though, like when he missed those two free throws last night, Number one, how the hell do you miss those two free throws? Yeah, There's know. something going on. Is the NBA trying to get their all-stars all out of the NBA playoffs and say, hey, stop building these super teams. We can still have playoffs without your dumb asses. Is that what Adam Silver's trying to do right now? Is that what's going on with the NBA? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bank on that. Well, I don't know. It seems seems pretty likely to my tinfoil hat, but <laughs> hey, I don't know. We'll see. However, Joel Embiid looked real, real, real just depressed and not just not there to play at the line last night. The life was sucked out of them. I mean, it, the it, fans, it the good. players, everyone. Good. The life was sucked out of them. The one visual was just that fan with the oh, his extreme, hair all messed. I've up never seen just, a more disheveled fan in my life. I don't yeah, think he was pretty messed without up. anyone, you know burying their head in their face or anything yeah he was he was pretty doggone messed up that's for sure but uh also we kind of been talking about these injuries mm-hmm. and the man himself the king of the nba now comes out and says this is ridiculous this is enough i am done with all these injuries says the king lebron james says i told you guys this would happen Back before any of we even got to the playoffs or any of these injuries started happening, I told you it would happen. And quote unquote, LeBron James says, they all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't just part of the game. It's the lack of pure rim rest. Rest before starting back up. Eight, possibly nine All-Stars have missed playoff games. Most in league history, damn it. This is the best time of the year for our league and fans, but missing a ton of our favorite players. It's insane. If there's one person that knows about the body and how it works all year round, it's me, says the king. 
I speak for the health of all our players, and I hate to see this many injuries this time of the year. Sorry, fans. Wish you guys were seeing all your favorite guys right now. Prayer hands, King Emoji, LJ out. Whoa. I mean, your tone was a little patronizing on the guy, but... uh... He did say all of those things back in oh, October, November, December. I don't remember. But uh, he ain't wrong, man. That uh, that turnaround was the quickest we have ever seen. And, uh, you know, he people were speculating that he was more concerned about him and the Lakers, which obviously that didn't work out for their health and their chances. But, but are these injuries all cause for concern of the quick turnaround or... Maybe these guys aren't taking care of their bodies like they should. Why are we seeing so many injuries? Like, these guys are the tip-top peak of the level. We shouldn't be seeing these injuries. Potentially, but I do think there's a lot of truth to the extremely fast turnaround. They barely had any rest. And, uh, you know, it was a different sport that was saying it, but there's also something to be said for kind of validating what you're saying. Uh, It was actually the MLB were saying um, that – because of the strained schedule, guys were like overworking themselves on their own time as opposed to, you know, some of the like resistance type bands and this, like stretching their muscles, this and that to where now, and the MLB is more so like tearing ligaments as opposed to what's going on in the NBA a little bit. But there's a lot of truth to what he's saying, man. And uh, uh, obviously there wasn't really much else they could do aside from waiting longer, which didn't really seem like an option. We got to even this thing back out eventually. But, uh, you know, it was a quick-ass turnaround, man. And they going in deep into August for the playoffs last year. So I'm not, uh, I'm not shooting down what he's putting down. I'm not either necessarily, but uh, in layman's terms, he basically said, I done told all of y'all, mm-hmm. NBA, you done fucked up. And uh, now you're dealing with the consequences. I hope you enjoy your Mm -hmm. lesser paychecks here at the end of the year when all of your superstar players are out of the playoffs. But at the same time, there is a lot of wear and tear on a normal season anyway. Yeah, regardless. Either way, man. Like, I... who knows if it wasn't for the turnaround, if we wouldn't still be seeing the same injuries. I, these guys are starting to play a lot of seasons and plays getting faster, plays mm-hmm. getting better. Guys are coming up who are already at the NBA level and they're 18 years old. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that factor into that. Sure. But uh wanted to definitely give the old king some time to have the floor. But uh, also, big news. Um, you uh, Well, first things first, you mentioned this one. Uh, CP3 is out indefinitely for the time being. We don't have any updates. However, kind of weird because he has been vaxxed. So you get a vaccine for a disease, but you still get the disease. I'm going to stay off of that topic, but what the hell is going on there? Uh, yeah, seems like he's asymptomatic. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he'll be out too long. I Maybe he'll miss a game or two in the playoffs, but, uh, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. But uh, I think he'll be back here. I don't think it'll be too big of a deal here, but uh, yeah. who knows, man? Uh, who knows the way they're keeping it under wraps? It might be a little bit something different or outside. Who knows what the case is? I mean, they did say test positive for COVID, but who knows at this point with all the craziness happening in the NBA? Uh, also found out that Donnie Nelson out after 24 seasons with the Mavericks. Yeah. He gone. He out of there. He ain't messing around with that nonsense no more. You ain't getting me a title since Dirk left. I'm done. Right. I'm Uh, out. Yeah, I didn't dive into it too much. I was hearing some rumblings earlier on in the week. I don't know exactly who they were calling out, 
But uh, and Mark Cuban basically shot it down. But someone kind of wrote a hit piece on the Mavs and saying that Luke is pissed off at X, Y, and Z. His long-term future is in jeopardy. He might want out of there. And then, of course, Mark Cuban quoted and said, "This is all bullshit" or something along those lines. But then, not longer we get this guy out of here. So, uh, and in my head, I was thinking like, there ain't a damn chance in hell. Mark Cuban will sell the team before he lets Luka Doncic out of his building. And uh, is this because of uh, some Luka Doncic, uh, you know, desires? Who knows? Who knows? But it seems like uh, the Mavs' best interest might be, uh, you know, lying pretty heavily with whatever uh, Luka Doncic wants. And I think Mark Cuban's going to feed it to him because, like I said, I don't think he, he he might actually sell the team before he lets Luka Doncic out of his building. I think you, (laughs) maybe not literally, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Uh, We'll see what happens there. I I mean, another, another rough bounce out of the playoffs yet again for the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, we're going to be making some changes. We're going to see anything different in the 22-23 season or going to still be more the same for the Mavs. As always, the jury is still out. Last little bit here in the NBA, we had our... uh, Regular season rookie of the year be announced yesterday. Congratulations to Lonzo Ball, the young man balled out, no pun intended, for the uh, Houston, no, not the Houston, my goodness gracious, the Charlotte Hornets. What am I talking about right now? Uh, Thoughts, deserving, any questions, any other guys you thought maybe were same tier? Uh, Anthony Edwards definitely stormed back there at the end with Lonzo, or uh, not Lonzo, Love. LaMelo. LaMelo Ball. Did you say Lonzo? Yeah, I'm sorry. I said Lonzo. Oh, I wasn't even paying attention. Too many. LaMelo. Too many of them, dude. LaMelo. (laughs) They're all over the place. Uh, Yeah, no. LaMelo, definitely deserving. Congrats Um, to LaMelo Ball for for rookie (laughs) of the year in the NBA regular season. Continue. Uh, Yeah, definitely deserving. He missed some time, so people were speculating on that a little bit. But, uh, you know, if anything, it could have been shared with Anthony Edwards because he did storm on the scene there at the end. Uh, But, yeah, all all the well-deserving. He had the numbers for it. And, uh, you know, I think that Hornets team is going to be solid with him going forward. Absolutely. I... uh... I think you're right, man. They he uh, he's only going to continue to improve. I, I think with that wrist injury this season too, kind of kind of messed up mm-hmm. some of his momentum and where sure. where we really could have seen him go. So I think he'll have a really good 22-23 season. And uh, this is just the beginning of uh, Olamelo. Lonzo might be uh, might be starting to touch journeyman territory. At Lonzo, this point. yeah, getting close, getting close. The Pels are. I mean, you said it. The Pels are better with him off the floor. So. Uh, yeah we'll see we'll see what happens there as well so hopefully we get some updates coming out of the pelicans as well because they're still without a doggone head coach Mm -hmm. so who knows what's happening but that does it for nba nonsense final pit stop before we get into the motivation minutes and let you guys get on back about your day let's stop on off at the uh nhl ice here where last night ladies and gentlemen i've been telling you and i told you yesterday that i was gonna hammer men off of the pod and i did the Montreal Canadiens, my Habs, baby, got the job done in convincing fashion against the Vegas Golden Knights and proved that they are not a plus 220 underdog against that team. They are so good. And yet again, I still stick to my early prediction of Canadians versus Isles for the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I... Uh... I don't know if I'm right there with you on the full prediction there, but uh, I do like these Isles tonight. But uh... Yeah. 
I do. I I like the Isles' chances better than the Habs, but uh, you know, maybe some hot goalies. You I never just, know. Yeah, I just think that uh, the brand name of the Vegas Golden Knights is going to get them into trouble, and they're uh, once, especially when they got to go play in Montreal or wherever they're playing. I have no idea. I think that's going to be a little bit of a shakeup for them, and uh, if if the Habs can get it done in front of that ruckus Vegas crowd, I mean that Vegas crowd is legit, and mm-hmm. if they can get it done in front of them. They got no problems from here on out in my mind. And then, yeah, tonight, you said it, Isles, Lightning, Bolts, whatever you like to say, uh, goes down in New York. It's showtime. You know I'm back in the Isles. Honestly, uh, hoping that the refs don't miss any fucking calls tonight, huh? Yeah, it's been uh, a little bizarre over there, but... uh... Did you see what happened? I did. Excuse yeah, me. Game. So <laughs> the fact now, granted, it didn't lead to that goal, but that goal was in process for the Lightning to go up two to one or three to one, whatever it was at that point. Um, but there was seven men on the ice. Seven, not six, not a quick little bump on an on an exchange of lines. There were seven men on the ice, and too many men on the ice was not called, and about five seconds after that, there was a goal by the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, hoping that shit doesn't happen tonight, because that'll really, really chat me, especially with it being one of my best bets of the day, because I think there's so much value on the aisles in the underdog spot at home that I cannot pass it up. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll be seeing it a little tighter going forward here. I think we will too, but uh, nothing else crazy major update. Be sure to lock into our uh, social medias. We always uh, have some good hockey content and stuff coming out there and uh, have a lot of hockey followers and people that interact with us too. Some really good uh, hockey content producers, hockey only. Uh, So if you hang around our page, you'll see that from time to time too. So make sure you follow us there. Actually, great time to remind you, make sure you go to that link tree and uh, hit the links all in there. Follow all of us subscribe to all of us, all of our content, all of our stuff. Make sure you uh, just just get it out of the way. So you got it. You ain't got to worry about it. You ain't got to go searching for it. We put it in all in one centralized, easy location. You guys just pick and choose whichever one you want. And then you go about your day, you go. You ain't got to waste no time. We make it easy for you here at TTL. Don't don't hurt yourself. Quit, quit, quit making it harder, having to search the interweb for Talking the Line Sports Media. It's all right there all of our stuff. Be sure you follow us on social media. Also, make sure you follow us on the Action Network HQ app, uh, Action app, whatever you like to call it. Uh, I, as always, am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. He is at rmags in all caps. And then you can follow the Talking the Line page, obviously, at Talking the Line. Super simple for you there, but uh, myself personally, outside of the podcast yesterday, I don't want to tell you incorrectly in case you do go look and say, well, you said on the pod, so I don't want you to do that. Uh, 11-4-2 yesterday for me, a 5.79 plus unit day, so uh, not only on the pod, but outside of the pod, slowly but surely climbing up the ladder. I suffered no losses yesterday. Very well, very well. What was the... uh what was my one or my two losses? Oh, I had the uh, or my I had four losses. I don't remember all of them, but I do remember the Tigers. The say, Tigers were rough. I stayed away from your uh, Mariners pick at the end of it. Yeah, it's kind of rough. Either way, no big deal. But that does it for today's rants and reactions, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. There you have it. Real quick, 
Let's wrap up today's show with my motivation minutes for today. Get you a little bit of inspiration and motivation to get you going here today. Uh, just quick little message. Nothing, um, I don't know, nothing too outlandish. Nothing that's just going to send you into a tailspin. But I hope it makes you think real a lot. And I hope it uh, think real a lot. Think a lot. And uh, I hope it... Gives you a little different perspective, gives you uh, a little different thought as you go about this day and and maybe start start relaxing a little bit more. So today I wanted to remind you and tell you to stop taking this life so seriously. It is it is not it is not that important. Anything you're doing is not that important. The world is not going to end if you can't get to an appointment on time or if you don't, if you lose the internet connection during an important business meeting or if you get in a minor fender bender. The world is not going to end. And not only is life, I don't want to say life isn't important because your life is important. You're important, you're valuable, you're loved, but don't take it so seriously. Uh, a great phrase that I love that I always remember when I start to think about this is wear life like a loose garment. And it's almost kind of funny. I'm wearing a, a light, nice, open jersey today. Wear like a jersey. Just throw it on and nice, relaxed, easy. Don't don't have it suffocate you like a weighted blanket and, and you, everything's flying at you all the time. Just stop taking stuff so seriously. I don't know who needs to hear it. I don't know what form uh, you are or what perspective you're getting from this, but I know I needed to say it today that uh, just just stop taking it so seriously. And three things I wanted you to remember today uh, that kind of just came to my mind as I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to share with you guys today and the three things that are going to help you to stop taking this life so seriously and just having a little bit more fun and start seeing a lot more success in areas that you want because you're not so stressed out about those areas. Three things. Just laugh, just breathe, just think. It's all you have to do. Just laugh. When things are going bad, when the world is crashing down around you, in the exact moment when you should be crying or angry, just laugh. Just laugh. It is so stupid that it'll make you turn your entire mindset around. Just laugh it off. If somebody cuts you off in traffic, laugh at them. If somebody steals the last item on the, on the shelf at the grocery store that you needed to make your Peking duck tonight for the family, just laugh at it. What are the odds? <laughs> Gosh, I guess I got to figure something else out tonight. You get the opportunity to figure something else out. So just laugh about it. Just breathe. Situations are getting rough. The flaming arrows are flying at you. The walls are closing in. Take a step back. Just breathe. Stop taking life so seriously and suffocating yourself in those challenging times. Just breathe and watch yourself be able to get through them with ease. And just think. Take time to think where you are. Take time to think how blessed you truly are. Think of where you were at, where you want to be, and where you're going, and where you're at now. Think of all the amazing talents and gifts that you've been given in your life. 
Think about how often you get the opportunity to change somebody else's life for the better. Think about that you got the chance to wake up this morning. When all of it becomes too much, just laugh, just breathe, just think. Stop taking this life so seriously because it, it, at the end of the day, it's just you in that box at the end of the ground. And if you waste this life mad at other people and mad about your situations and taking everything so seriously and everything has to be to a T and now the difference between being disciplined and being motivated and consistently putting in that effort and sticking to the process, but don't take it so seriously. And it's actually funny, the less serious you take things in this life, the more successful you become at them. It's the weirdest thing in the planet. I don't understand why, but it's how it works. Stop taking this life so doggone seriously and just start laughing, start breathing, and start thinking. And watch those anxieties roll away, those stresses fall off your shoulders, and those problems start to turn around into opportunities. Today is your day, my friend. Today is your day to stop taking life so seriously and start having a little more fun. Start finding success in your life, being happy, centered, and fulfilled, and just relax. Just live, man. Just live. That does it for my motivation minutes today. Good stuff, my man. Good stuff as always. I can't add too much on it. You hit the nail right on the head. I tried to. Um, but yeah. Yeah, happy, centered, fulfilled. I don't remember if that's correct order, but uh, yeah, nah, staying away from what you're talking about and not and it, or taking things too seriously and getting too upset. That's obviously the number one way to not be happy, centered, and fulfilled. So I'm all over what you're saying today. Hey, I appreciate it, my friend. I hope you guys got a good little bit of knowledge, little something, something to uh, hold on to throughout this day that you can keep going back to just... Man, there's not much more that I can can do to explain it. Just stop taking this life so seriously. Wear it like a loose garment, and it uh, will make make it go a lot simpler. I promise you. I promise you that. So there you are. Let's wrap this show on up. Episode number sixty one on this beautiful June seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Before I send you fine folks on about your Thursdays, partner. Anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering in the soul that you've been dying to get out to the fine folks that joined us on today's show? Nothing quite wild, nothing major here, but apparently it is National Mascot Day. National Mascot Day, So I got to thinking of what my uh, favorite mascots are. Uh, Not always for the, uh, you know, little youngins that come to the games for entertainment. It could be also for, uh, you know... The adult entertainment. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I'm a uh-huh. big, big live mascot guy. Gotta love the old live mascots. Maybe in the Bevo fashion. Okay, okay. Where the they do Texas a little Longhorns. They give a little bit. Uh, so like a like an animal. Yeah, Actually, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, live okay. mascot. Yeah, well, yeah. well, live. I was thinking like live. All fucking mascots. Yeah, are no, no, live. no, like, like what do you mean? Like, like an actual animal, animal mascot. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. So Bevo, that's definitely up yeah, there yeah. for me. Bevo's one of our guys for sure. Um, you know, the visual of him, uh, I think it was the Georgia Bulldog that he almost trampled over uh, a few couple a few years ago. It was. It's uh it was. <laughs> it's never gonna get old. Uh the Butler Bulldog mascot, that's a good mm. one. 
or the old goofy goofy ass mascots like the uh like gritty for the uh, flyers the crazy eyes crazy monster looking scary looking dude mm-hmm. um because once upon a time i used to work in uh sports organizations and we had our own little mascot changeover and uh it did not go well oh. it did not so i got to diving into it and whenever there's like a big change in mascots even if it's not that bad people are gonna lose their mind over it lose their every mind. single time really it's wild Really? Just about every single time. You done time. killed the mascot? Nine times out of ten. Well, I have... Because people, people were hating on Gritty when he came in, and now everybody loves him. I have one mascot, one and only mascot. Room for this one and only this one in my heart, and will forever stay in my heart, and there will never be another one that ever will replace it. Chief! Mm. Figured that's where you were going with Always, it. my friend, always. I wasn't there for the last dance, uh, but... I still watch it from time to time mm-hmm. and uh, getting chills right now thinking about it yeah. because of how powerful that shit is. I yeah. mean, he uh, he actually came, my my cousins, uh, they got my cousin and then um, he he is of blood and then she is in whatever, of marriage, whatever. I don't know how to fuck to say it, but they got married. She's like some, her family is some part of the U of I, whatever mm-hmm. case might be. Okay. And the chief showed up to the wedding mm. with the Illini marching band and set the fucking roof on fire my friend it was so fucking electric i can't even begin to explain to you so yeah glad you brought up some mascots my friend so you heard it here first it is officially mascot day and riley magnuson is a fan of the live mascots like bevo and the georgia bulldog but also fan of some of those goofy ass scarier mascots like gritty with the philadelphia flyers now you know the more you know, you know. here you have it. <laughs> <laughs> so there it goes. There's the final closing sidebar, ladies and gentlemen. You beautiful gambling people never cease to amaze us. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate your following, your support, jumping on the daily shows, leaving comments, likes, shares, subscribing. There's so many other words I could use uh, that pertain to that, but you guys do it all, and we barely have to ask for it. We just continue to bring content to you guys and show you how passionate we are about this and how much we want to connect with you guys. As always, we do this for you guys and for nobody else. Uh, Obviously, we love filling our own bankrolls and uh, that, but we also like entertaining and educating you guys. So thanks for always stopping by. As always, make sure that you tell all of your degenerate gambling pals about the TTL crew so we can all run some doggone tickets to the window together. Stop leaving people out. We all need to fill our pockets here, all right? So go tell your degenerate pals right now. Don't even hesitate or wait any longer. It's time to let them know. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide, from me and Mags, we thank you so much for stopping by episode number 61 of the TTL pod. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Thursday, unless you have other plans. Let's cash. Nana, let's cash (laughs) some tickets. Have a great day.